Calling all my coffee lovers. Prime Yourself wants to feature one of CrossFit 845's favorite supplement, Chike High Protein Iced Coffee. Chike is spelled C-H-I-K-E. And it's a must-have for all you coffee lovers. It's come in four different flavors. There's only three grams of sugar. It's a whey-based protein. And, of course, it tastes like coffee. So you guys can get it at the Poughkeepsie store or primeyourself.com. Let us know how you like it. Let Danielle and Ryan know how you like it. If you want more of it, primeyourself.com or visit us at the Poughkeepsie location. All right, guys, we are back. I, I, I messed up. I messed up last week. My computer didn't have enough storage in it. And then we did a whole recording with Gary Sorrentino. And then when I got home to edit it, it was gone. I say that in the episode, but I just want to let you guys know that you know, it was my mistake. We were not going anywhere. We're still doing this podcast. It's just a matter of uh, me getting my shit together. So in this episode, episode 43, we talk with Gary Sorrentino. He's a four-time regionals athlete. I've known him for a long time, um, a couple years now, I'm going to say. But anyway, we all go there. We work out first. It's a lot of fun. Myself, um, George, Caesar, John Ashley, Merlino, and we all head there, we work out, and then we do the podcast afterwards. It was a lot of fun. He talks about regionals. He talks about the changes to the CrossFit Games, what type of priorities he has now with a baby on the way, um, giving advice to other competitive athletes, namely John Ashley right there, thinking differently about workouts, his dark horse method, and then uh, local competitions and attracting better athletes. He does go into Fittest Alive in the 845 Team Edition talk which was nice to hear. Um, and it's a great episode, guys. Enjoy it. Subscribe to the podcast. And I will talk to you guys soon. Peace. Checkity, 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 checkity. Episode 43, take two. We are live here at CrossFit OSA. With Mr. Gary Sorrentino. Well, you see, what happened the first time was um, Gary came out to Wappingers, and then uh, Dave's computer ran out of storage. And then when I got home to edit it, everything was gone. What was that, two weeks ago? Yes, sir. Uh, That's all right, though, because Gary was a little sick under the weather. Two weeks five. Gary, how are you feeling today? (laughs) Less sick and under the weather, but better. That's good. Better. George, how are you feeling, man? I'm feeling really good. We just had a really good workout. Yes. High energy. I still feel pretty good. I feel great, man. John Ashley, how are you? Flowing on that head high. Yeah. Two very intense workouts. Caesar? Feeling outstanding, Dave. What? Feeling outstanding. (laughs) That's good. What about you? I'm feeling great, man. All right, good. Gary, you want to tell us what the workout was? Sure. So the first workout was regionals workout. 15 point something, five rounds, 25 calorie row, 16 chest to bar pull-ups, and nine strict deficit handstand push-ups at four and a half inches with a 16 minute time cap. And then the second workout was a 10 minute AMRAP with a partner, movement for movement, 12 cal bike, 12 burpee box jump overs. Both were fun. Who was your partner? My partner was <laughs> Meg, the iron crotch. <laughs> yeah, iron crotch. 
George, who was your partner? My partner, well, me and well, Caesar and I were synchro partners. We were working at the same time, and we were partnered up with you, Dave. John Ashley, who was your partner? Young Neil. Neil, who was a head coach here? Yes. Been with Gary since the beginning of time, no? Uh, very beginning, August 2012. There it is, man. Uh, we weren't CrossFit gym back then. I called it Spartan training because that was catchy. And then the following year, I could afford the affiliate fee. And that's when we became CrossFit. We didn't talk about that in the first episode. No, we didn't. I feel like we're going to get better stuff this time around. Because we're on that high, bro. That high, that post-workout. I can't hear you. Plus, it's not that weird introduction phase. What do you mean? You know, it's awkward when you, it's like a first date. Like, what are you talking when about? When Gary was there the first time? Yeah. So, like. You're saying I was awkward? Yeah. No, it was Now just, things are awkward. No, no, no. Things weren't awkward. No, you said what you said. S- see, what it was is. <laughs> what it was is. What it was is that. <laughs> what it do you was know, is. What do you say? What it is, what it looked like. No, but now you, you're more familiar with us, so, you know. Familiar. You're more familiar with us. I didn't say that. More familiar. familiar. <laughs> more Mac Miller, R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it feels better after a workout. Oh, yeah. Studies show that if you study, if you study after you work out, you actually absorb more information. No Citation shit. in the show notes. Yep. Is that true, doctor? That that's, is. Uh, yeah, well, uh, that's absolutely true. Uh, yep. Gary? Uh, yeah, it's called, uh, learn about that in the CrossFit Kids course. Mm. Uh, I actually have the packet behind the desk. I'll show you later. Yeah. Hell yeah. Knowledge bombs, baby. So, Gary, you want to introduce yourself? Tell sure. the world who you are besides the Fittest Alive Volume 2. Look at that banner hanging up right championships. there. Hell yeah. All right, go ahead. I am Gary Sorrentino. I own what's now called OSA Fitness. It was previously CrossFit OSA. I've been <clears throat> doing CrossFit since December 1st, 2010. Started my gym in September 2012, and there's really not much else about me. <laughs> All right, much. let's wrap it up, boys. Great episode. <laughs> Great episode, guys. Thank you for having me. Uh, don't be shy, Gary. Tell us about your regionals experience. You've been to regionals, what, four times? Yes. So my wife, who's pregnant and will be having our baby in about three weeks, is the one that introduced me to CrossFit. Started doing it. No way. Yeah. I don't know that. She was friends with the owner of Danbury and she's like you should just check this out it's kind of what you're trying to do and it's more structured it's called CrossFit so I checked it out loved it I was there December 1st paid for my first month I was coaching in May did the open that year it was the first year that had the open did okay thought it was cool the next year I almost qualified individually we made it team and then there was <clears throat> one distinct event that made me knew, know that I wanted to do this forever and it was a max snatch and there's probably only two or three hundred maybe up to a thousand people tops probably not even that many probably a couple hundred at the event but they were all uh, surrounding this field with bleacher seats and you're on a wooden platform doing a max snatch and it was one of the coolest things that I've ever done and ever since then I've just been doing it uh, I made it individually 2013 was a tough year. The business was picking up. 2014, we moved spaces, and it was a lot. But I was so excited. I think that helped, and I ended. I eventually made it individually. 2015, I was kind of torn between the business and competing, and didn't do so well. 16, 17, the business was going well. Made it both those years, and then last year, after all the invites went out, I actually missed it by two spots. No shit. And now there's no more regionals. 
Shit. What'd you do before CrossFit? Were you doing like bodybuilding? Um, <clears throat> I used to run a lot because I was a fat kid. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to be the fat kid at the back of the group. So I eventually became the fat kid at the front of the group. And then I wanted to get big and strong. And there was two people who actually found out their names. Matty Poppums and Greg Kozul. Kl- I don't know. At least five or six years older than me. Greg Kozul. Kl- Are we on? Huge. Yeah, we're on. All right. I don't remember. Yeah. But yeah, I saw those two guys lifting. And at that gym, there weren't many strong guys, and they were deadlifting at least seven or eight plates. Holy shit. And that's when I said, this is what I want to do. I want to get big and strong. Got bored. And then uh, my wife's friend, Lou, who owns CrossFit Danbury, opened up CrossFit Danbury, and she said you should check it out. Checked it out. And I think the first workout is actually, if you go to CrossFit Danbury's YouTube channel, I think it's the first video. It was a team workout with air squats, sumo deadlift tie pulls, and handstand push-ups. And you'll see 240-pound Gary doing handstand push-ups to two mats. It's bad. It's really bad. Um, and then my second workout was Barbara. And that Damn. was horrible. Put me on my back. And that's when I knew that I love this. What is it about pain that you love? I'm one of those guys that loves to watch those motivational videos on YouTube that have the real dramatic music and the collage of like Arnold Schwarzenegger and whatever. I just feel like too many people don't do things because they're challenging or they're uncomfortable. And I try to do everything possible to make sure that I'm uncomfortable all the time so that when challenges come up, you know, in life, you lose, you know, Jim loses some members or dog gets sick and you gotta spend thousands to fix them or, you know, whatever the case may be, you gotta shovel your driveway a foot of snow and your snowblower's broken. You know, I'm the kind of person that just puts my head down and gets to work. And as dumb as it sounds, I think that I developed that from the workouts I do. I make it hard pretty much every day. I don't think that's dumb. I think what goes on in here transfers over to a lot of things. Like when you say your snowblower shuts down, like there's no other choice. Gotta gotta go fucking shovel. Get after it. Yeah. Where normally people will be like, oh, let me call the plow guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I try to pass it on to members. And it's funny because people, I think they do pick up on it, but they will kind of roll their eyes when I say it. But the one thing I always say to people that sort of goes along the same lines, if they say they can't do something or they don't even want to try because they don't want to fail, I'll say, let's say you had a teenage son or daughter and they just said what you said. What would you tell them? Mm. And everyone says, I would tell them to try it again. I would tell them not to think that way. I would tell them, I was like, well, then why do you get an excuse not to? And that eventually gets people to kind of shut up and put their head down and do it. Because I'm the kind of person that would rather try and fail than either half-ass it or not try at all. Yeah. Do you guys want to work out again <laughs> real quick? I'm fucking motivated. Yeah. That, that really fires me up. Yeah. Because I do I, like the motivational videos. I do like the where the music starts getting really intense and you're either ready to go through fire and fucking brimstone or you're not. You either got it or you fucking don't. Exactly. I actually used to, I used to have a projector here and I would hook it up to my computer and I would play those videos with the lights down and just work out and people would come in here for class and be looking at me like I was crazy, but I didn't give a shit. It's, 
that kind of stuff motivates me so much. Before the open workouts, I used to play Arnold speeches and, and whatever. And most people would just phone roll and not pay attention to it. And I would sit down in the corner and just listen to it. And before regionals, I had a couple on my phone. I'd sit on the stairs by myself and just listen to it and get my mind right. You know, I think that the mind is probably at least 70% of everything. Even a guy like Frazier that's so fit, his fitness wouldn't get him as far as it's gotten if he wasn't a little mentally sick in the head mm-hmm. and prepared and confident. So so talk about that process. All right, so talk about the year leading up to regionals, right, <laughs> from one year to the next, and then talk about the week before. What is your mental state? Are you, like, nervous? Are you, like, hyped? Where are you at? So talk about the first of the year and then the week of regionals, and then, if you don't mind, talk about regionals, the experience going from one event to the next event. Sure, so... <clears throat> Each year has been a little bit different. Um, as a gym owner, there's always a battle between putting time into each piece. Obviously, I want my gym to have hundreds of members and make me hundreds of thousands of dollars, and it's not easy to do that Duh. on its own. <laughs> um, and then there's a, the piece of me that you know sees people training two or three times a day and doing ridiculous things that I want to be able to do myself, and I see them out on the the games floor in that tennis stadium, soccer stadium, with all those people around, and it's it's all I can think about. So there's always been that battle. Some years I'd say I, I give that a little bit priority, especially when it gets to November, December. And there's been years that, uh, like 2017, I really wasn't, I'm not going to say I wasn't trying for regionals, but it was maybe 40% of my efforts, 30%. And then the last month, I was like, you know what? I might as well just go for it. And I did the first workout, and then uh, it kind of motivated me to push it. But uh, the year leading up, I work on weaknesses all year long. I'm not someone that believes in dedicating time to strength cycles and um, those types of things. I mean, for some people, maybe that works. I've tried it. And uh, when it comes time to put the conditioning up, it sucks. And I feel like I'm always a step behind. And generally speaking, my strength is enough, and it's not as important as the conditioning part. Um, But the majority of the year is just working on things. And then when it gets to be November, December, I actually try to push as hard as I can because when the holidays come, it's really easy to slip up. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want to be almost over-prepared. And then the holidays, do as best you can. Bad weather and shoveling and, you know, parties and whatnot. And then by probably mid-January, I'm pretty zoned in. Uh, the conditioning is at least three times a week. It's just miserable and hard. Mm, we just saw that. Yeah, it Which is. we yeah. just saw. Yeah, you uh, are conditioned. That's, that's a good example of what I do this time of year, at least three times a week. And then, <clears throat> you know, one or two days will be lifting-oriented mainly. And then the other days, gymnastics have always been kind of a weakness, strict gymnastics. So that'll be <clears throat> thrown in there especially because I always anticipated making regionals. So not that I would put off training for the Open, but I didn't want to show up to regionals and come in last place. And then during the Open, I actually kind of, that's the time when I would say that I, I don't focus on the business. I give myself the week to, to not worry about those things. It's only five weeks. I'll do what I have to do coaching-wise and client-wise, but not much else than that. Um, my wife and, and Neil and everybody are really great about, you know, Thursday, Friday, just kind of making sure my mind's right. 
Friday night, we have our Friday night lights, and Neil's always the one that pretty much runs that because he knows that I don't want to have to stress about it, and that's been a great help. Um, the Open is extremely stressful. When you have expectations, um, when there's certain things you're maybe not too confident in that you don't, that you'd be worried if you saw in the open, like 55 handstand push-ups. Um, you know, it's nerve-wracking. And then generally, I feel like I always do really well the first two weeks, and then they start throwing in the handstand push-ups and the high rep muscle-ups. And I feel like I usually start top 15, top 20, and then I finish, you know, right inside qualifying. Um, so it's always nerve-wracking. There's been years I've done workouts four or five times. Um, the one year they had the 21-15 thrusters so and four or five times between Friday to Monday. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. dude. Oh, my God. There was Holy one, shit. There was one year I was – this is when I was still working on the farm. It was the year they had um, – it was the AMRAP of power snatches and double unders. Mm -hmm. Whatever year that was. 14.1. Was that it? That might have been it. Yes, that's it. So – I did that workout Friday, Saturday. I did it Monday morning, and I still didn't think it was good enough, so I was at the farm all day. I came here at 4.30, took a hot shower, and just stepped out and did it. And I actually got a round and a half better than really? any of the other times. Um, the thruster burpee one, I did two and a half times. 14.5? Yeah. Oh. And then I, I quit halfway through That's the third the 27. time. 27... 21. It was a it was a 21 18 15 yeah. thruster burpee one. Yeah. My wife was judging me seven in the morning, and I quit halfway through because I was way behind. And I was pissed off. I probably kicked something. Um, no buckets. No buckets probably. <laughs> and then uh, I had a client Joe at ten. I said, "Look, I just need you to count for me. I have to submit the video. Just count the reps for me. Make sure I don't miscount. Make sure my reps look good." So I did it at 10 a.m. Beat my old time by 40 seconds, my best time by 40 seconds, and that put me two spots into qualifying. So if I didn't oh. redo it, I wouldn't have made it. Nice. Um, nice. But it's completely stressful. As soon as you qualify, it's even more stressful because you have to submit a video. You have to wait for the video to get verified, and that's always stressful. You worry about you know that one wall ball. Did I get low enough? Are they gonna you know give me crap for that? The one year they had the handstand push-ups and deadlifts last year and the handstand walking. Oh, uh, with, the, with the standard. Yeah, the way that my gym is set up, it's so hard to get everything in. You really couldn't even see my handstand line. And I emailed them when I submitted the video. I said, look, you know, if you want me to like try to redo it, I can try, but this is the best as it gets. My gym is too long. It's not enough to film everything. And they emailed me back saying they'll check it out, and if it's not good, they'll let me know. And it went through. Um, and then it's excitement when you make it. And then the week leading up to, it's still excitement, a little bit of nerves. And when Friday morning comes, Thursday night into Friday morning, you can't sleep, can't think about anything. Really? Yeah. You want to enjoy it, but every workout, you want to come in first, even if you know <coughs> the guys you're going up against or whatever. You know, even if you know where you stand, you always want to come in first and you always expect to, so... It's a lot of pressure, and it's almost, I feel like it's kind of like Christmas in a way where you feel like it takes forever when you're a kid. It feels like it takes forever to get here. It's here, 
and then you blink and it's a week later. Um, so I've always had a, been pretty good about the last day, making sure I enjoyed myself even if I was upset with where I was. Um, because I was happy to be there, and there were some some years people could see that I was upset, and all the gym members that go up to watch. But I think they they got it, and by Sunday I would be, you know, if I wasn't doing well, I'd get over it and just enjoy myself. And then as soon as regionals was up, come home, take a day off maybe, and then right back to it. So now this year, um, the changes for the games. What's your outlook on it? Are you training differently? Or are you training the same going into the Open? My mindset's the same. Uh, I want to train how I want to train, but uh, the gym is getting priority, especially with a baby on the way. With that there's no more regionals. It's not that there's nothing to train for, but it's slowly I'm making it not as important because other things need to take priority. Um, being really fit, isn't going to earn me a living, support my family. It's not going to necessarily help my business. All it's going to kind of do is eat up time. Um, I do my best to get in a half hour every day. Weekends, I'll try to get two hours. Um, I think that the mindset's always going to be there. Even in five years, I'm still going to wish there was a regionals to, to, to train for. Because I know where I stand compared to the games athletes, and I know that I'm not on their level yet. Um, so I guess I'm almost forcing myself to kind of redirect, maybe put the efforts I put into training into the business, and almost treat that as my open and as my regionals. You know, think of challenges that I can try to accomplish over the year, gaining some members, you know, purchasing some new equipment, adding things. Um, which is tough. I want to train three times a day. I don't want to work. I just want to work out all day. Um, but even the people that do that struggle to make a living. So slowly I'm, I'm dealing with it. And uh, I'll miss days. You know, I didn't work out two days ago just because of time. And I, wanted to get, I had to get the Dark Horse programming done. And the gym's new website's pretty much done. And I was doing that with someone. So it's definitely not easy. But... I think you're going to see that from a lot of people, too. <clears throat> I think the change with no regionals isn't going to make a difference this year for most people, maybe even next year. I think people are still going to try. I think that they're going to maybe try team. Um, but at some point, I think it will separate the elite from everybody else because people will realize that it's a far shot for even the elite now with the new rules. And as you get older and marriage comes along or you, you want to buy a house or kids or whatever it is, money is going to become very important. And you don't make money doing it, and all the time you put in is time you can be making money. So I think you'll see in the next two years a slight decline in competitors. I think you might see an increase in local competitions because people are still going to have that competitiveness in the back of their head. And that's the niche we fill in. Yes. You know, I think, like, Wadapalooza was amazing. It's so much fun. But it's an expensive weekend. Um, you know, if you're a gym owner and, and a bunch of your gym, your coaches and members are going down, you might have to close the gym or cancel clients. you got to pay for everything. It's, so I think that those are awesome, but they're pretty expensive. Whereas I think if a local gym can host a really good competition, 
not charge a crazy amount, make a whole day out of it, get vendors and, and all that. I think that that will come back into the scene. Whereas I feel like the past few years, most people have been training for regionals, not doing local comps, um, just kind of focusing on the big picture. So that's kind of where I see things going. Like a return to grassroots, right? Yeah. yeah. Were you down at Waterpalooza this year? No. You didn't? No, it you didn't was, train for it? You didn't want to qualify? No, I think I did uh, I did one or two of the workouts with a buddy who signed up for the qualifier. But I knew that I wouldn't have gone anyway um, with the baby on the way. She's due in February 19th, so it's kind of close. Um, to spend that money to go down there, you know, God forbid she went early. You know, that would be too much on her. Plus, we've both been sick for a month. Um, and I don't want her to have to walk the dog all day and all that. So I didn't go down this year, but we talked. And next year with the baby, we we were both thinking that it could be fun to go down. Because Wadapalooza is awesome. If you've never been, you should definitely go. Yeah, I feel like Wadapalooza made a huge statement this year. Um, just with the whole changes and everything with regionals and the games. I just feel like that's like going to be the marquee event especially in the United States. Definitely. Definitely. I think um, mo I think that that is an event that people would go, including myself, just to spectate. Yep. Not many people would necessarily want to go to Michigan for the Granite Games. I, mean, I don't know anything about Michigan, but I would assume there's not much to, much to do. Dubai and all the other ones are very far away. But Wadapalooza is in the heart of Miami. It's right by the border. There's so many things to do in that area. So I feel like that is going to be the pinnacle of competitions. I agree. Yeah, I mean, we just had Jess Manfro down there. Uh, Masters. Yeah, she did Crushed awesome, it. yo. She took second. She won that uh, handstand event. I know she's been working super hard. I mean, yeah. every time she was in Carmel, um, she was literally setting up mats, obstacles, doing everything she could. And I remember when the events came out, she was like, they should name that event Jessica Manfro. Because I'm going to own it. And then she went down there and did it. And she owned it. And she owned it. And that's kind of like the same mindset that you have, where never say, like, oh, this is going to suck. You told Merlino, you looked her in the eyes and you said, no. Say, try and catch me. Say you're going to dominate this workout. She went down there and she said she was going to do it and she fucking did it. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Watching well, through everybody's Instagram stories and stuff, it's just like, wow, I really wish I went. Yeah. 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 It's, it was, it's so awesome. much fun. I went uh, two years two or three years ago, two years ago. I think, and half the time I just wanted to hang out. Like working out was fun and all that, but there was so much going on, so many vendors, so many friends down there. Celebrity athletes. Yeah, it was like it Jason Kalipa's just walking around. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Man, what's going on? Huge. I feel no like there were so many people in this area that went down too. It'd just be like hanging out with your friends, just in a nicer place than this yeah. shithole. Yeah, yeah. warmer no weather. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely make it a point to go down there next year. I think that'd be a lot of fun, John Ashley. I'll Maybe try. get a qualifier here. Yeah. 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 Maybe the two of you could, uh, you know, oh, come wow. together and qualify. Wow. Yeah. Huh? Never know. Never know. Never know. I got to get a lot better. <laughs> People forget. People Why do you say that, John? I was obviously watching him the entire time while we were working out, and he's just. I was. I'm like, get on. I get right on the rower. He's one round ahead of me. He gets on the rower right behind me, right beside me. I'm like, oh my god. So John's like our top athlete, male in the gym. So, like, having him say that, what kind of advice would you give to John? Like, he's still so young. You yeah. know, he's got, he's got a girlfriend, works in 
a job that you're on rotation. I mean, he can get to the gym a lot. What kind of advice would you give to him? Because uh, he wants to, unless I'm wrong, John. No, you wanna, absolutely. You want to compete, right? This is my like, this is like my number one hobby, and my job permits it to where it's like I work 12 days a month. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's ideal. I put in that work though. That's the only thing. But 16-hour shifts. 16-hour shifts. I work 12 days a month, and then I have all this time just to play around in the gym. That's what I do. Yeah. So what would you say to him? I think too many people aren't real enough to define what their weaknesses are. I think there are plenty of people that will put in the work and they'll they'll grind on on whatever, but if it's not the right things, then how much is it actually doing? Um, So I noticed on a couple of your handstand push-ups, you failed, right? You failed like two, two or three of them, I think. Yeah. So... I made that mistake plenty of times, kicking up too fast. And it's hard to sit there and stare at the wall when other people are moving around you. Um, so just experience to learn you know, your weaknesses or what works best for you. I know that Neil is amazing at anything pressing. So he can do two and kick down, and 10 seconds later hop up and do three and kick down, and five seconds later hop up and do two. He can do that over and over and over again. I know I can't. So that's why if you saw I was taking longer breaks the later rounds because if I give myself maybe 25 seconds, I'll hop up and get four or five clean and not fail. So you got to learn things like that. Um, little technique things. So when I row, with a, with, especially with chest of bar pull-ups, I try to use my arms as little as possible. I lean forward more and pull more with my back, and the first thing I do to initiate the pull is I squeeze my delts back. And it's almost like throwing a baseball. It's not your arm doing the work. Your arm's just kind of following through. <coughs> so I'm able to get, you know, I'll pull at least 1,600. But the first two or three rounds, I think I was almost at two. And my arms were fine. And that saves me for the pull-ups. And then I also know for pull-ups, I'll put a little bit extra into it. And at the top, I let go a little bit. and almost just like lets my hand relax. And I think some people death grip the bar. And that's going to gas out your biceps. And then it's hard to do strict handstand push-ups when your biceps are done, even though it's not a bicep movement. So learning little things like that, um, knowing where you could push it. I know that if I push 25 calories in a minute, I can still do 16 in a row. Um, I think a lot of people don't take advantage of intervals. Um, I love doing EMOMs every 45 seconds, every 30 seconds, you know, four rounds, resting a minute between rounds. It allows you to get a lot of work done, but it gives you enough rest where you can repeat it over and over, as opposed to just doing 21, 15, 9 of whatever or whatever. So you're taking that five rounds that we just did, and you're breaking it down into an EMOM? Is that what you're saying? Essentially. I knew that three minutes a round would have me finish. So my goal was to 25 in a minute every round, which I think two rounds I was a minute five. The pull-ups I wanted to do on broken – within you know 30 seconds and that would give me a full minute and a half to get the nine done and I think I was 30 seconds ahead of that pace going into the third round and then the handstand push-ups caught up to me but I gave myself enough of a cushion where I still almost finished um, but it's little things like that um, the testers that we've been doing with the burpees and box jumps have helped tremendously mm. with rowing and box jumps. 
So I can do 25 in a minute now and it doesn't crush me. The 12 box jump over is manageable. Um, like it was nothing. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, it, it, it's, it's manageable. It's because we started out doing, you know, 16 calorie row with maybe 10 burpee box jump overs. And we've done 24 calorie row with eight burpees. And then we've done 16 row with 16 burpees. And all different kinds of intervals, each with their own intense, uh, their own purpose and intensity. And I think that little progression, to me, is more valuable than a squat cycle, you know, or an Olympic lifting cycle. And I said uh, to Bader, he did the Wadapalooza qualifiers, and he's an ox. If you don't know who Nick Bader is, you got to follow him on Instagram. Dude's an ox. And I said to him, how much did your strength help you in, in the Wadapalooza qualifiers? And he's like, I don't think it did, mm. you know. Um, but the advice I'd give is you got to work – I didn't see any of your pull-ups, but maybe pull-up efficiency. How Did you break them up into a few sets, or was it one set or two sets? The first round I did unbroken. Second <coughs> round I broke up because I felt a little fatigued. <coughs> Third round I didn't break up. Fourth round I didn't break up. What would you break them up into? I did a 12 and a 4. Just to okay, be safe. perfect. Um, you know, if you feel like you're pulling a lot with your arms, I'd work on efficiency with that. Uh, I don't really feel it too much in my arms. Um it's hard. I have to see him work out more to, to give him advice. I was working out with him. Um, I think you got to row a little bit more. I just feel like I made up my time on the rower. Um, yeah. Row was my rest. I get smoked on the rower. If I go too fast on a row, I check out of life. So that's that's the same thing that Rob used to have. It was funny because he would, he would be with me pretty much. But if we had over 15 cal row, I'd make up so much time. So rowing intervals would be great. Um, so I'd say if, if you could build up to the point where you could do every minute 20 calories for 10 to 15 minutes, I'd say your rowing capacity is pretty pretty good. Um, so maybe this week test that and see. See how, how many minutes in a row you can do 20 calories on the rower. And then if you fail, what fails? Is it your legs, your lungs, your arms? Is it just your mind you just don't want to do it anymore? Um, and then go from there. Jeez. Wow. You're very systematic, methodic in how you think about, okay, you just did 20 calories on the rower, but which, which part was it? Was it your lungs? Your arms? Like, that's crazy how you break it down into each piece. It, it's the, the thing that I learned about myself is a lot of people are fitter than me or move better than me, but I've gotten decently smart at making it work for myself. So if there's thrusters in rowing, I'll pull more with my back and with my arms because I don't want my legs to get juiced up. Um, if there's muscle ups, you know, and rowing, I'll push more with my legs to try to give my arms more of a break. I also know for muscle ups and handstand push ups, if my breathing is super high, it makes it harder for me. So I might ease back on the, you know, I might maybe instead of doing 25 in a minute, I'll do 25 in a minute and a half. Or I'll pull harder but do less strokes per minute so that my lungs don't, because <clears throat> when I can't breathe, I don't know why going upside down makes it really hard for me. Um, same with muscle ups. I find myself not breathing properly, um, which makes it a lot harder. But that's how I think about everything. You know, if there's uh, dumbbell snatches mixed with pull-ups, I won't 
my tempo on the dumbbell snatches will be a little bit faster because I don't want to be holding the dumbbell for that long. Even though it gets my breathing a lot higher, I don't want that much time under tension for my arms. Little things like that I've just learned to make work. Um, and you could ask, if you guys ever talked to Andres, I baited him on two workouts where the whole time I was around behind him and then you know, the fourth round I got to within 10 reps. Mm -hmm. And then the last round I redlined it. And I knew that he was going to try to keep up. And he sprinted over to the handstand wall, tried to go unbroken, failed. And I was still sitting there shaking out my arms, hopped up again, failed. I went unbroken and beat him. So just little things like that I've learned over the years. Um, sometimes taking a second place is okay because you got 20 other guys you got to beat. So you got to know that just because I'm around ahead of you, it might not mean that you should redline to try to catch up to me. Um, yeah. So I, you were very observant with John here. Were you as observant at the region, regionals? Like, were you watching other competitors while you were competing? Like, okay, this guy's two reps ahead of me. Should I? Or were you pacing? Were you doing your own workout or were you working out against them or whatever? Uh, for most things, I would say it depends. There's some workouts where I know it's not, I know that where I am, I'll still finish, you know, towards the, the bottom end of the pack if I pace it too much. So sometimes I'll go for broke. And that happened in 2014. I went for broke on the chipper and I was probably a minute ahead of everybody. And then I gassed out mm. and I came in like middle of the pack in the heat. But I just knew that in order to get a good score, I couldn't pace it. Um, there was a workout 2016. It was a 100-foot handstand walk, 100 double-unders, 50 wall balls with a 30, 10 legless rope climbs, 50 wall balls, 100 double-unders, and a handstand walk. And legless rope climbs are probably one of my better movements compared to most people. So I'd seen the other regions, what everyone got, and I knew that, I don't remember what the time was, but it was like, you know, most of them were getting to the rope at the eight minute mark or whatever it was. So I said, well, my goal is to get there at the 8.30 mark, nine minute mark. So not go too hot out the gate because I knew that I could do the rope climbs fast. And I think it was, uh, in my heat, it was Anthony Vasquez, I think. He was, he, I think he got three or four rope climbs in before I started. I ended up finishing before him, two before him. I think I did the wall balls in two sets. And then I finished first in my heat by like two minutes. Um, so it depends on the workout. You know, one that, like that rope climb one I was talking about before, 2016, the last workout, it's a red line workout. It'll all be unbroken. Um, I was in 20th place. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to make the games. It's not make or break, so I went all out. <laughs> And it worked out, came in fourth. So depends on the workout. I think you should focus on yourself usually. Mm -hmm. But there's sometimes, you know, you just got to go for it. That's the one where you looked at Dave Castro and you said, I'm going to set the world record for this workout. The night before he was in <clears throat> the bar of our hotel and he was with our group and he saw my number and was asking about regionals, how it's going. I said, it's going all right. And then I said, I'm going to get a world record on that workout tomorrow. And I didn't, but <laughs> I didn't. Mindset. Mindset. I think, I think uh, Con Porter got the world record that year. And I was like... That's a name. 10 seconds 
behind him. I got beat by Frazier, Spencer Hendel, and one other person in our region. So pretty fit guys. Yeah. Pretty fit guy. I think Frazier beat me by eight seconds, seven seconds. Never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah. That's insane. Did you talk to any of those guys when you were there? Uh, not really. It's it's tough to judge, you know, because they're in the zone and yeah. they're you know they're focusing on themselves. And I'm not going to say that they're there's just this like aura, you know. They're in the zone. They're not looking to talk to anybody necessarily and make friends. When they're walking from in the back, if you're coming off the floor, you know, most people will at least give you a nod. You know, once or twice Frazier said good job, just bumping into him, but um, they're focused, so it's hard to say. Um, most of the people that I talk to are the old school regional athletes that are either made it to or are coaches. Um, the one thing that does stink is in the athlete area, only athletes can go. Unless you're like Ben Bergeron, then you can go wherever you want. But only the athletes can go. So the coach, who's Neil for me, is only allowed in the warm-up area. So if I want to hang out in the athlete area and relax, I'm by myself. And I don't know many of the guys. Like I said, they're not really looking to talk and meet friends. They sit in their groups. So I sit there by myself, or I go up and hang out in the stands with the fans. So that's normally what I do. How long has Neil been coaching for you? He started in February 2013. You remember the month? Oh, because he started at the same time it opened, right? He started August 2012, and then I got to the point where I wanted to grow things. I couldn't do it by myself, so I had him and uh, Anthony, who's an old coach. They started, I think, in February or March of that year. And he still coaches you? Yep. Um... I mean, I think for him sometimes he doesn't understand how much he does for me because, you know, I'm the owner. I've been doing it longer. You know, I think – I feel like sometimes he undervalues what he does, but it's even nice just to have him in the gym here, you know, even if he's going to finish way after me on a workout or scale it completely, having someone to push with. I've worked out alone, you know, from 2013 to 2015, I worked out alone pretty much every day, and it sucks. So even just having someone here was nice. And then in the ath- in the warm-up area, whether or not he was throwing tips and stuff at me, he was someone to talk to. He was calming my nerves. He'd make me laugh. He'd get me things. Um, he'd watch the heat before and tell me some things he noticed they did. Um, you know, the, the judges were real strict with the ring dips or whatever it is. Um, it's just been a major help, and I hope he knows how much I appreciate that. Yo, I, think Neil, he I hope does. you're listening. He's listening. He's definitely listening. Definitely listening. Definitely listening. So, uh, ring dips. I know we talked about this last uh, last deleted episode, right? Which nobody will ever listen to. And good thing, huh? Because we talked about some pretty filthy things. No. <laughs> so, uh, ring dips was it 2016? Yep. Yeah. So uh, I'm sitting in the stands with uh, my cousin, fittest alive here, John, and uh, my other cousin, Jagger. We're sitting there, and uh, we went to go see, you know, Northeast Regional or whatever, but we knew that you were there, and we are like, hell yeah. Like, this is Gary, local guy. He's been to regionals a few times. Like, we were cheering you on. So we see this event going on where it had, uh, what was the workout? Uh, it was 21-15-9, dumbbell snatches, and ring dips. That was it. That was it. Yeah. 
So uh, so we see him doing ring dips, and we see the uh, there's there's an athlete, uh, two athletes over. It's this guy uh, Cody Mooney or whatever, and he's doing ring dips. He's he's going along doing this herky jerky movement. His judge is saying, "Okay, good, good, good." We see Gary doing better ring dips, and he's getting no repped. We're like, "What the? F- what's going on? Why is he getting no repped?" And we time and time again, he's jumping down from the rings, looking at the judge, asking, "What is he doing wrong?" and shit. And we see over and over again him getting no repped, and we're like, "Oh my god!" Here's Cody Mooney over here doing half reps, and it was completely fine. And <laughs> what happens was quick uh, selfie, selfie break. So what happens was we see we see Cody Mooney get off. He wins the heat. Gary, uh, I don't know if you got time capped or whatever the hell happened, but it was literally the most bullshit thing I think I've ever seen in person where a judge literally took your fate, which you were doing very well into the weekend. I think it was Saturday. Yeah. Took the, your fate into their own hands and basically just no repped your way out of uh, go. I don't know if it was going to the games. I think Cody Mooney ended up going to the games or whatever. But it was frustrating as a fan sitting in the stands watching that happen when it was clear as day what was going on. And I messaged you on Instagram and I said, "Hey man, just wanted to let you know we uh, I was really rooting for you and uh, what happened to you was bullshit." And uh, you literally just messaged me back and you're like, "Oh yeah, you know, man, stinks. They're just volunteers. They're human, just like me though. So no big deal." And I was just like. <laughs> No big deal. Like, what? If that was me, I would have killed him. So what was going through your head? And uh, how do you feel now between now and then? Like, what happened? Um, it's always tough. Um, even if you are in the wrong and you're getting no repped, it's just very stressful and it's hard to stay positive. Um, that workout frustrated me. Almost that was, that was probably the most frustrated I've ever been. There was one other workout that was similar to that, but... It's tough because it's such a fast workout. After I got no rep the eighth or ninth time, I kind of gave up just because I knew pretty much everyone was on their last set and I was still on my 15s. Um, you know, so I just knew that I was already pretty much last place. So there's no point killing myself. Um, and I look, you know, whenever you get no rep, you, you'll ask why and they'll tell you sometimes. And you see people next to you doing similar things or you watch a video later on and you see someone doing what you were getting in trouble for and it sucks, but bitching about it, being bitter about it does nothing. Um, and I don't want to, I try my best to not let things like that ruin my weekend. Um, but it is tough. I mean, there's one cross athlete who I won't name who freaked out on a judge and I've seen myself doing that in my head. But I'm smart enough, luckily, and in enough control to not do that because it just looks bad. And they're volunteers. You know, everyone's there for fun. And uh, it's just one of those things that it happens. You just got to hope you're not the guy it happens to. Right. Who was, uh, what was his name? He used to be in regionals a long time. He does the uh, chalk, CrossFit chalk. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Ryan Fisher. Ryan Fisher. Is that the guy you were thinking of? <laughs> it might be. Yeah. Was he in the Northeast Regional? South. South, yeah. And he literally like told the judge that he was going to kill him. Yeah. He like cursed him out big time and said he was going to, like, I don't know if you put his hands on him. No, but said some things and then Castro pulled everyone aside and pretty much said, I think they, I think they gave him like a huge judge, like this huge guy. I think. That's what Neil said at least. But he said... This is your judge for the entire weekend. You say one wrong thing to them, you're out. Um, 
but yeah, it just it doesn't look good. Uh, I've seen videos of other people, Dan Taminsky, and you know everyone gets a bad call every once in a while. Just gotta hope it doesn't happen to you. Um, and then if it does, try not to let it ruin your weekend. You know, the pro usually what happens on the floor is final. I had one year they messed something up, and luckily I didn't sign the card. I said, no, 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 I want to talk to the judge. And they ended up, you know, taking some time off because the judge messed up. What was it? I think it was 2016 or 17. It was a long chipper that ended with 50 burpee box jump overs. And I flipped my box the last time to the 50. I do five. And I go to run to my bar, and the judge calls me back and says, you, you have to do five more. And I look, and I swear I see, like, number 50. And I was like, whatever. So I do five more. And then I, I couldn't hear what they were saying, but I heard where all the OSA people were screaming, and boos and everything. I do my reps, and I'm looking up at them, and they're all, like, waving their hands, no, and pointing down. And so I called the, the head judge over, and I said, I think I did too many. Because once you sign that card, it's, that's done. Yeah. So luckily I did that, and they went back and reviewed the tape, and I think they gave me 45 seconds back, um, which was cool. But I had uh, the year that there was strict muscle-ups. That was the other first frustrating workout. Um, it's a very hard movement to judge accurately and fairly. I think it was 2016 or seven, maybe 17. I don't remember. Um, but, you know, they said your feet can't pass behind you, you can't bend your knees, whatever. I got no reps so much. I think out of 10 rounds, I did four. Holy shit. I got probably 10 to 11 no reps on the strict muscle-ups, and I look around and I see other people doing what I wasn't allowed to do. Like kipping, basically. Yeah, or like, you know, like you're not allowed to bend your knees at all. They have to stay straight, and they have to stay in front of you, so you can't bring them behind you. So after the fifth or sixth time, I said to the judge... I'm like, make sure you're being fucking fair. Keep it fair. Look around and keep it fair. That's all I said. And kept getting no reps, whatever. So I went to the head judge, and he said he talked to me after. I said, I just want to have a word with you. And after the last event, I went up to him. He's like, what's going on? I'm like, I know you can't do anything, and I know that you can't discuss anything. I'm just going to tell you my mind right now. This is extremely frustrating that... Number one, that, that that movement was in regionals, which isn't your fault, but the standards you've set are not being fairly judged. And it's blatant. And I even told my judge, and, and the judge looked around and saw it happening, but still was, was being strict on me. And I said, people like me put a lot of money and time into coming here, want to enjoy the experience, and this wasn't enjoyable. And I think it's wrong for you guys and for CrossFit to let that happen. So I think you guys need to go back and just kind of reevaluate how you run things um, because it's not fair to some of the athletes. And I left it at that. And he said, you know, thank you for your input. And he was a really nice guy. I forgot his name. Chuck Carswell? Maybe. Black ball, ball guy? Yeah, yep. him. Chuck Carswell. He's a beast. Yeah, super nice guy. Yep. Um, and I think he, he kind of felt bad because he can't do anything. Right. And he said if, if I wanted to talk more, we can go to the bar and get a drink or something <laughs> because he can't talk about it there. And I said, we don't have to talk about it. I'm just going to give you my two cents, and hopefully it gets back to Castro and all of them, and they kind of fix things. But uh, it's tough. At the end of the day, I'm not going to the games anyway. So as long as I do well in a couple events, I'll take that. Not come in last place. Yeah, you guys have messed a lot of time and money into that, and that's frustrating to, to go through. 
Yeah. I, I feel bad. Like with local competitions with the Fittest Alive one, there's a discrepancy. I'm like, I'll do anything to make this right. I'll check the tape, like whatever it is. Cause yeah. it's a, it's an investment. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's the part for me that's hard is too. people go to watch and not that they care if you come in last place or don't do well, but in the back of your mind, you want to do well for them. Yeah. And when something like that, that's out of your control happens, it's hard to swallow, you know? And when you're on the floor and your, your emotions are going and you're, you're fired up and you just want to go and then you get stopped over and over, it's very frustrating. Yeah. But it's part of it. That is part of it. So we're here at OSA. Uh, explain to the people the difference between OSA and Dark Horse and why create Dark Horse. Why create the Dark Horse method? So. Heat break. Heat break. Heat break. Heat break. Just turn it down like 10 degrees. Hot dog. Yeah, it'll turn off eventually. Awesome. Can you hear the, the heater or no? No, it's good? Right. You're fine. Um, so Dark Horse is something I started because not only because at some point you're competing career usually slows down or comes to an end, but I really want to train people for the competitive side of CrossFit. The classes that we have, that most gyms have, I feel like are general health and fitness, get you fitter and stronger and more, more mobile, more flexible. And there's much less of a focus on the competitive side, focusing on numbers and hammering down, you know, perfect muscle ups and all that. So Dark Horse is my competitive programming. Um, and right now it's just it's in the very 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 infant infant stage um, I'm interested to, s to see where I can get it to now that regionals is gone and um, like I said I think some people's drive to compete might drop a little bit um, but I just want to help get people good you know I think that there's a lot of good programs out there for people to follow um, and I have my two cents about all of them. Um, mine is just hard work. Um, it's going to mentally get you strong. It'll physically get you strong. Um, right now, we're in the middle of operation capacity. That's a little hashtag I'm throwing out there. It's just all about capacity. And you know, I think if most people get their mind right. It just blows cold air. It'll drop eventually. So yeah, I just want to teach people hard work. You know, the people that pay for the individualized programming get the extra tidbits, things they can work on. Right now, the programming can be seen for free on Instagram. I'm hoping by the summer there'll be a website up and there'll be a small fee, monthly fee to, to see the workouts. And then we'll still have the individual stuff. Um, but I see companies build a really big following and I want to be able to do that, you know, as much as I want to help hundreds of people get healthier and fitter, you know, and feel better, which I do. I also would love to get hundreds of people super fit and be serious competitors in the CrossFit world. So I'm hoping that's where it takes off. I think the games isn't going to be the end all be all of this whole thing. I think competition won't go away. There's going to be something else that comes along. You know, like grid, 
Like that was cool. Grid like, was something's awesome. gonna come back, or something's gonna something new is gonna pop up. That's gonna be the you know analogous to the games. Turn heat all break, the way down. Heat break. Heat break. Heat break. Like way down. Like way down. Yeah. Really? You don't want your pipes to freeze. All right. Leave it at 50. Damn. <laughs> but yeah, I just think that, you know, something's going to come along. I agree. I agree. I just don't know what, you know, right. I see there's so many different brands out there now and, and I feel like some of them are just coming up with something but it's flashy and it's new. Maybe it's orange and people love it. Like the fire festival? Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe that. <laughs> maybe they have heart rate monitors on. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it'll always be there. You know, it's just, I wish that I'd gotten this started two years ago, three years ago, because I think by now it would be a pretty good business. I think there were so many people the past few years that bought into these programs. Um, you know, my, my goal would be have a couple hundred people following my programming, at least a couple dozen, <coughs> once every two or three months, invite everyone to OSA to work out for a weekend or for a day and make a huge thing out of it. Maybe do training camps. I love when I get to work with serious athletes and just try to tweak things to get them a little bit better. Um, that's the kind of stuff that I find really fun and challenging it's it's awesome when i can get someone that can barely do a muscle up to being able to link three or four after doing you know 2k row that kind of stuff excites me so you got a lot of ponies in your stable right you got nick vader you got merlino's a part of that stable um, got Marino, andres. andres right yep are you were we thinking of putting a team, a dark horse team? Well, that was actually going to be the goal this year. Um, last year. you still year. can, right? You just got to do the online qualifier? For? No, what, what, how's the games? For the games? You're talking about the games? The games, games is only sanctioned events for teams. Ooh. There's no okay. no team open. All right. Um, last year, I started, we had a couple dark horse peeps, and they came and did the open here at OSA, and we came in, I think, 24th or 25th. Okay. without training together and they'd only been working that with me for a month or two so this year the goal was to get a team to regionals so now that's changed um, so I think we're going to keep sort of on the plan and then just hit some of these qualifiers just to at least see where we're at Yeah. the Wadapalooza the and Granite Games and the Mid-Atlantic qualifier which we're doing that currently um, and that went well I mean I think we're maybe the 40th, you know, but there's a lot of really good teams and we've never worked out together in a team setting where we're doing synchro movements and uh, all that. So it's actually last weekend we did the three workouts because they can only meet one day. As the girls were finishing up the third workout, me and Nick realized we fucked up the reps. So I said to them, I think we have to redo it. <laughs> So they went and got coffee, I had a client, and then we redid the workout. And it was the most fun I've had in so long. It was so much fun working out with them. So I'm looking forward to this weekend. Okay. Yeah. Wanna talk about your boy, Nick Vader? Nick Vader, so his, you guys can only refer to him by his nickname. Which is? Master Vader. 
nice. Very fitting. He's gonna probably hate me for putting that on on uh, social media, but yo, he's funny. He's a funny dude. You know, he comes off as this quiet. You know, he's a Christian, quiet, nice guy. When you get to know him, he's a dirty fuck. He's sick. Nice. And I love it. I and the love chiropractor it. cracked his neck on, on his Instagram. Titties. Titties. <laughs> that, that's him in a nutshell. Um, he's an awesome guy. He's ridiculously strong. Um, yeah, he's so strong. He's one of those guys you would think came from a powerlifting background. And he was just a baseball player that lifted in college and a freak. Um, How wasn't, he? He's 24, I think. Damn. He wasn't. He's as old as I am. <laughs> he came up to me after one of the events of Fitness Alive, and I asked him, I was like, how long have you been doing CrossFit? And he was like, oh, only a couple months. And I was like, oh, my God. You came in second. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he just got serious this past year. The skills need a lot of work. Not very efficient with pull-ups and, and those kinds of things. Um, but he's young, and he catches on to things very quickly. And you won't hesitate to put in the work um they'll you know sometimes bitch and say he wishes there was more lifting but i told him <laughs> you clean 370 you're good i think you're good <laughs> yeah. i think you're good uh but he's another one where what was the workout oh it was uh the last tester we did together it was for 30 minutes it was odd minutes 18 calorie row I think, and the even minutes was 10 burpee box jump overs for 30 minutes. And three or four months ago, I don't think he would have made it more than nine or 10 minutes, and he finished the whole thing. Holy shit. Which is awesome. And he doesn't even have a rower at his gym, which is weird. His gym has skiers and bikes, but no rower. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So he's been using the skier for all the testers, skier and the bike. Only gets to row when he comes here. And he crushed it. So it's cool to see that. You have someone that's completely on one side for the most part. His engine wasn't bad, but it definitely wasn't good. And now his engine's like sick and he still can clean. At Fittest Alive, he hand cleaned 325, 35, 45, 55 within a minute and 20 seconds. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. pretty aerobic there. <laughs> minute and a half, yeah. Yeah. Pretty good lactate buildup. <laughs> yeah, it's freak. Uh, he, he, does he beat you? I think he he beat me. He beat me on. Be honest now, don't. I'm trying to think. There was <laughs> one. It was hang squat cleans and box jump overs, and then it was something in burpee box jump overs. And I think he beat me by a little bit. Hmm. You know, he has his moments. He has his moments. <laughs> <laughs> but I do everything I can to never let them beat me because they all call me grandpa. Yeah, I mean, what you're. Late twenties. I'm gonna be. Th- I'm 29. I'm gonna be 30 in June. Nice. Yeah, you're. You're a fossil. Yeah. I feel like it. <laughs> I feel like it. No. Then I just got my ass kicked by a grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> that's what. That's what. I'll, that's what I'll tell him. I say you clean 370, but I whooped your ass on the beep test. <laughs> the Bergeron beep test. Yeah, we did that a month ago. Nice. Tough. Yep. Tough. What's the beep test? Isn't it uh, thrusters, burpees, and pull-ups? pull-ups? Seven, seven, seven. Every minute till failure. What in the hell? Thrusters are 75? It's yeah. light. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I'm going to program that. <laughs> yeah. It's, good. it's yeah. A, pretty good. It's a good workout. Most people, we did it once or twice for classes. Empty bar and jumping pull-ups. Yeah. There's plenty. Get like what, five minutes? I tell people the goal 
you know, I set the clock for at least, I want you to go at least 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if you fail at the second or third minute, take a minute or two off, go again. Just because I think there's a certain intensity you need. And when you go that intense, a lot of people can't hang on for too long. But just doing two or three rounds isn't enough. Um, so usually I'll, I'll try to have people do at least seven rounds, depending on their shape. Can I ask what you got? Yes. So I had done it probably four times over the, my first few years doing CrossFit. And the best I ever got was 13. Wow. And I think... I think I got 18 plus. I was almost. I think I almost got 19 rounds. Because um, Bergeron said a games athlete should get over 16. So my goal was always over 16. And I got 13 the first time, and the next three times I got 10 or 11. Just mentally, I I gave up as soon as it got hard. Mm. And this time I was doing it with Bader and Andres and all them. I think I got 18 plus. That's the power of your crew. Yeah. I was hurting. Andres was right there with me until the 13th round, 12th or 13th round. And I don't know what happened. He gassed out that next round. But that pushed me because he looked fresh as hell. He was finishing the same time I was. He was standing up. He wasn't breathing that heavy. It was cool. That's cool. It's the power of the crew. Yeah. Damn. So, Fittest Alive, a little competition we had. You uh, won it <coughs> with yes. your boy. The Mike Sabato. The Mike Sabato, who too, actually just won. We're going to get him here today, right? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. We reached out. Cool. Yeah, he's real busy. He just, uh, the strongman competition for Wadapalooza. He won. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> Fucking freak. nuts. Complete freak. So what was that like? What was the Fittest Alive like? What was your favorite event? How was the last event going into it? Was your judge very good looking? Uh, go. Well, I'll start with the last question. He was <laughs> amazingly good looking. Shit. I got His hair was on point. Um... <laughs> It was it was good. It's one of the main reasons I I haven't done many local competitions lately is I got tired with them being run poorly, um, going over on time, um, you know, workouts not being fun, uh, poor judging, no prizes. Um, it just got kind of not worth it to me to spend the money and take a weekend. And then I was dying to do something. <coughs> And me and Rob have been wanting to do a competition together for a long time since he started here. So I said, you want to do Fittest Alive? And he said, sure. <laughs> so we signed up for that. And I think maybe a week before, he had something pop up in his family. And he said that he wasn't going to be able to go. The first person I thought of was the Mike Sabato. Mike Sabato. And I texted him. I said, Mike. And he goes, Gare. <laughs> 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 and I said, <laughs> I wish you could see Mike's about a text. He sends a paragraph line by line. It's great. So you never know when you should respond because you never know if another text is coming through. He'll say, Gare, what's up, bud? You still doing the fit? <laughs> How's the business? Um, but I said, what are you doing next weekend? He's like, why? What you got? I said, do you want to do Fittest Alive? He just goes, yep. So I said, all right. And I think that's when I emailed you guys, see if it was cool. The day of, he actually drove to the wrong gym, Wappingers, and he mm -hmm. texted me asking where I was, and I asked him where he was. So he rushed over, 
and I think he showed up five minutes before we were supposed to do the max clean. He came in, I think a bar had 275 on it. He did three or four hand cleans, dropped it. I think someone put on 285, he did one or two, dropped it, and we went and did the cleans. 275 cold. Ice cold. I mean, Spinal. I don't even know if he did a dislocate or anything. <laughs> put his shoulders back or jumped up and down, nothing, none yeah. of that. He does his Goldberg thing. He like does that shrug neck crack thing that Goldberg used to do. Yeah. That's great. That warms up the whole nervous system. <laughs> ready to go. I think his nervous system is always ready. I've seen that dude do some ridiculous feats of strength cold or out of the blue. You know, like we're doing 10 sets of one squats at heavy weights, and he'll just say, can I just do all 10? Because <laughs> I was like, okay. And he did, I think it was 405. Just doing sets of one. I was at probably 335. And I had two left, and he had a bunch left. And he's like, can I just do the next seven in a row? I said, sure. So he just did it and started unloading his weights. No problem. Wow. That's Time under tension. <laughs> yeah. What was your favorite event? Um, <coughs> I'd say my favorite event was probably, well, the dumbbell snatch one was good to do. The power snatch muscle up on the final was fun to watch because I got to watch Sabato die on the first set of snatches, <laughs> and I felt so bad. But there's nothing I could do. Yeah. Uh, the snatch one was fun because it was quick. Um, I think sometimes workouts that are quick can be tough because I don't think it's necessarily good if all the teams are within a second or two. Um, so sometimes I feel like at certain comps, workouts can be a little bit too easy where, you know, all 20 teams, 30 teams are finishing within five seconds. But in a way, that one I liked because it was a little bit heavier, but you had to sprint to beat the other teams. You couldn't, it wasn't one that you could pace. So I was redlining from the go. And, uh, I liked the combination of movements, box jump overs, Especially in that square. I feel like the square was a little tight, which it I was, know that's yeah, just yeah, the space yeah. you, you had. You should have seen it bef the night before. Yeah. yeah. We, we played with it. Yeah, we walked in. We walked in at what it initially was, the square and the lane setup. We walked in and go, the lanes are too small. Yeah. I, I looked at Dave. I go, started pointing. He just looked at me and goes, the lanes are too small. And I go, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we ripped it all up and put, laid it back down to make sure that it, we could get as wide as possible. Yeah. yeah. And it was still – it was good. If you watch the footage – I was doing burpees next to the pole. Yeah. I was terrified. I was going to rail my shoulder in the pole. Or the, yeah, I think it was yeah, the, it was the, the burpees. Yeah, where you were, yeah. Yep. Close. And I had Sabato next to me. He's wide as a house. <laughs> so I had one house and a metal pole to jump between. Um, but that was a fun event. Yeah. That was you, good. You guys obviously took first. Yes, sir. You had some good competition there. Yeah. It was good. It was, uh, it was good to see some familiar faces and yeah. people that I knew that I couldn't half-ass it, and I had to try. Um, it was a good mix of people. Yeah, it's always good to bring people together like that. Uh, Everyone's just so cool. Individual in June? What are you thinking? Maybe. Maybe? A, a lot of this is going to depend on... On the baby? The baby. Um, Put some uh, beats on it. Or I know, right? Or and then, you know, just leave it in the... I'd say it could be, you know, a possibility. Like I said, I'm trying to give the, the gym priority. Okay. But... I feel like still wouldn't hurt to do a local comp here or there, have some fun. Yeah. Um, 
depends. You guys going to have some competition there or what? Ooh. Hell yeah. Somebody's going to have to defend their title. A guy I know by the name of John Ashley. Brother John, what do you think? It's definitely going to be a lot harder this year if you're not going to Asbury. <laughs> <laughs> you going to be the formidable competition for this guy? I, I hope so. We'll get Bader up there again. Bader's He's going to come back with a vengeance this yeah. year. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Hell yeah. Nice. Yeah, I oh, love yeah. it. I think if I remember the point spread right, I beat him by like two points. Because I came in first in the first workout. Then he came in, or I came in first in the second workout. And then I came in third on the third workout, and he came in first. So the point spread was like mm. tight. You know, yeah. And then the fourth workout, it was all gymnastics. And I was like, I'm out of here, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> that, that scene of, with you and Nick Vader on the bike. And people were just screaming at you guys. Yeah. I was like, the energy, the vibe. I was like, man, this, that it was yeah. out of this world. Sick. He's a bike freak. Nick Bear on a salt yeah. bike, fifty cows, animal, thirty-eight seconds. Whoa. I'm gonna just, beat him. You just did fifty cows recently, right? With yeah. Neil. My best was thirty-nine, but I got forty-four. But it didn't hurt like it yeah. used to. So Bader, if you're hearing this, I'll get thirty-five seconds. Give me a month. Oh, Jeez. Yeah. 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 Ass bike only. Ass bike only. That's it. I like that. So, um, what's next for OSA? Yeah. It's a good question. Um, we've added some new programs, changed the name, <clears throat> just trying to appeal to a larger market of people. Still the same gym, but you know, people see something online, they see a word, makes them nervous. Um, so hopefully the new programs, the name change, updating the website, um, will hopefully grow things bigger. I'd love to get it bigger and either find a bigger space or expand or something. Um, the space is awesome because I can do whatever I want, whenever I want, no noise complaints, no nothing, 5 yeah. a.m. or 12 p.m. doesn't matter, but there's not too much traffic. Um, and if you have a sports team or personal training and there's a class of 20 people, it can be pretty hectic. Um, but I don't want to turn that away. So I could see in the future, you know, whether it's building out this or, or finding something different, a little bigger could be an OSA's future. Love it. Hell yeah. Love it. Uh, where can people find you? I am on... 52 in Carmel, Route 52. You just go down, see the milk bottles. He'll be there. Milk bottles is our driveway. <laughs> um, I'm on the gram. I got coach, da, coach underscore Sorrentino, OSA Fitness, and Dark Horse Method. Three Instagram accounts. It's horrible. <laughs> it's too much to keep track of. Uh, I know how that feels. Yeah. And then posting the wrong things on the wrong accounts. And I've done it multiple times, drunk. <laughs> <laughs> That's dangerous. Cross can't, can't go on the gram drunk. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> I've done it so many times. Yeah. Uh, rapid fire. Favorite crossfit move? Muscle ups. Favorite actor? Favorite actor? Uh, Nick Schwartzen. Hmm. <laughs> So funny. Seriously, seriously, who farted? That was the funniest fucking thing. So funny. I'd say either him or Steve Carell. Steve Carell, I like him in the serious roles lately. I've been digging those. His most recent movie? Uh, one was called Beautiful Boy. Yes. And then, uh, what was the other he one? He just came out with one uh, world of um, 
something with like toys, right? Yeah. It wasn't that one. It was a beautiful boy and there was one other one. I can't remember what it was called. A serious movie. It was good. Oh, the, the last flag. Oh yeah, about his or, son, right? Yeah, his son, son dies. he buried he and they're yeah. all vets. Yeah, I remember seeing that. That was a good one. Worst CrossFit move. For me, I mean, handstand push-ups I love, but they're the bane of my existence. If they never were in CrossFit, I think I would be a lot better off. Mm. Favorite m- music to listen to when you work out? Just death metal. Yeah, we noticed. Heavy stuff. <laughs> yeah, we, we, uh, Anything heavy. we don't listen to that. But <laughs> Then we came here and we were listening to it, and it while I was working out, I wasn't thinking about anything. I was in a different world. It was it was different, it, and it I liked has, it. It has an intensity to it. Mm-hmm. Um, people give it shit for the screaming, and a lot of people think it's just about killing people and whatever. Which some of it is sure, but <laughs> most of the stuff I listen to is just it's just the beat and the anger, the emotion in it helps me block everything out. You know, puts me in a whole new place. I listen to that if I'm programming, uh, working out. You know, it's just like my music that puts me in a place where I don't think. You know, favorite hobby outside of CrossFit. Mm. That's a good question. There's <laughs> not really many. Uh, I read a lot, or I used to, but lately I've just been too tired. Oh, what do you? What's the last book you read? Well, I'm reading a, a father's guide to a first-time parent's guide to being a father, or something. Of course, makes sense. He is. It makes um, sense. Before that, it was a Michael Conley novel. Don't remember the name of it. Midnight Train, maybe? <laughs> Gunty had Metcons, No Bulls, Nanos. Nanos 6. I heard the No Bulls are better now, but the original pair, I hated. They lasted. There was no material, no support. They didn't last more than a month or two. Metcons aren't comfortable for me. Um, the Nano 6 is my favorite shoe by far. Let me promise, none of these shoes last. I go through at least two pairs of shoes a year, minimum. Belt, no belt. No belt. I was belt for a long time. Too many, too many issues, too many injuries. So usually no belt. Pre-workout, no pre-workout. Always pre-workout. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you have to think about it? And what type of pre-workout do you take? Right before we started, I saw you take that dry shot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> dry shot? You, you snuck one? Yeah. Dry shot? You yeah. dry shot in son of a you bitch. You son of a bitch. Oh. Um, actually, my favorite one was X-Works, but it's so, so expensive. Um, I usually just drink coffee, but days when I just want to get after it, I mix whatever's back here. <laughs> what? What? Fuck you just it. see a powder? Fuck it. Some of this, right some now, of that. Beep, boop. We got uh, Amino Energy. We got uh, the one from, uh, what's that company? Uh, Cole Sager's company. FNX. 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 We got FNX. We got oh. Halo something. Oh, I see it now. We got the Ascent. Yep. Pre-workout. Um... Sent pre-workout, very good. Brought to you by Prime Yourself <laughs> Nutrition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kill Cliff Fit Aid. The Kill Cliff Tasty is, the taste mm-hmm. is unbeatable. Yeah. What about the uh, Golden Black Fit Aid that you got? Uh, it's got creatines. So that's pretty cool to me. Yeah. That tastes a little bit better too, that yeah. creatine one. They're, uh, I call them all like <laughs> instant stomach aches. They all hurt my stomach, but they're so delicious. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you drink yeah. them anyway. Yeah. Hell yeah. Supplements you take, go. Uh, I take Juice Plus, which is a vitamin supplement. Awesome. Uh, I take Stronger, Faster, Healthier's fish oil and their protein. That's it. 
I like and it. then that's it, folks. Now that I'm sick, I take everything holistic. But cheat it. meal. Oof. So I love burgers, but like if, <laughs> like if fast food burgers or just burgers? no. Like, I haven't had fast food in so long. I mean, like five, six years, man. Forever. Yeah. Good job, um, brother. Good job. But like dessert, I used to call it my gains bowl. It was whole milk, Oreos, Chips Ahoy cookies, and a pint of Ben and Jerry's. I'd mix it up in a bowl and mash it and just yeah. pound it. Love it. Damn, son. Yeah. All right, boys. We got it this Gary, time, Gary, right? thanks for uh, – oh, yeah. Okay. We got it this time. Thanks for having us, man. Thank you guys for coming by. Thank we'll, you, man. Maybe we could work out a little bit more together. We'll go back and forth. Operation capacity. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. All right, boys, till next time. Peace. Deuces.